Welcome to the Strength and Dignity Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Bromley. During our time together, we will delve into all things relating to abuse, particularly domestic abuse. As a woman who has experienced abuse from the woman's perspective, this podcast is geared toward women and the unique challenges she faces when she finds herself in an abusive situation. What happens when she seeks godly counsel? Must she remain in bondage? Is she to blame for her abuse? It's time to find our voice and shine a light on an area which many want to keep in the dark. Let's dive in. Thank you for joining me on today's episode. So I've shared with you just a bit of my personal testimony and what brought me here talking to you about the topic of abuse. And I'll share more in depth with you as we get further along in our journey together. But in today's episode, I'd like to address a question I get asked often. Am I really being abused? How do I know? Many women especially if they aren't being physically abused, and sometimes even if they are, struggle with knowing whether or not they're in fact in an abusive situation. Often, they compare their situation to that of others that they've heard, or even just a worst-case scenario in their mind. They think things like, well, he hasn't put bruises on me, or he's never actually hit me, or... It only happens when he's been drinking. Or perhaps they're somehow blaming themselves. Maybe if they weren't the way that they are, their spouse or partner wouldn't be behaving the way that they do. Usually, that spouse has already been working overtime on their minds, masterfully making them think that they're somehow the problem. It just goes with the territory. So we question ourselves. How do we know? The lines tend to become blurry, especially when we have a spouse or partner that cares for us financially, tells us they love us, even showers us with gifts and affection in many instances, and shows other indicators of having love for us. But loving behaviors do not negate the presence of abuse. And let me just say that abuse can be physical, emotional, verbal, or sexual, even spiritual or financial. Abuse comes in many forms, and usually you'll see multiple types coexisting together. Please don't think that just because a man is not putting his hands on you, that you are not being abused. So here are some questions we can ask ourselves in determining if we are experiencing abuse. Is your partner monitoring your every move? Do they keep you from friends or family? Do they prevent you from things in your day-to-day life, like hobbies or even work? Are they demeaning you? Do they insult how you look? Do they embarrass you in front of others? Do they blame you for their violent outbursts? Do they purposely destroy or hide things that hold meaning for you? 
Are they jealous and angry? Are they controlling? Do they regularly accuse you of cheating? Do they control money or how you spend it? If you can spend it. Does your partner tell you what to wear, what not to wear? Are they easily flying into fits of rage? Have they threatened you? Have they threatened your children, your pets? Have they hit, pushed, punched, shoved, slapped, kicked, or shook you? Have they used weapons against you or threatened to? Have they forced themselves on you sexually? Does any of this sound familiar to your story? These would all be some definite indicators of abuse. The definition of abuse is to use or treat so as to injure or damage. Let me just be very clear here. Abuse is damaging. I wholeheartedly believe that if we're asking the question of whether or not we're being abused, reading up on all of the articles, scouring the internet, or any other source in search of an answer, we likely already know in our spirit that we're being abused. At our core, we know when someone is abusing and mistreating us. We can feel it as it weighs so heavily on us. And as Christians, we know that God commands a man to love his wife as Christ loved the church. So let me ask you, How has Christ loved you? Well, he saved you, right? He gave his life for you, didn't he? He put you above himself and his own well-being as he hung on a cross. He provides for you. He cares about each detail of your life. He gives you good gifts. He's patient with you. He believes and sees the best in you. Is this how you're being loved? Now, don't get me wrong. None of us does this perfectly. But we know if someone is at least striving to love us in this manner, and it's their goal. When our partner messes up and hurts us, are they remorseful? Are they fairly quick to apologize and switch gears? Or do they make excuses while blaming us for why they have fallen short? Another aspect of this, which muddies the waters even further, is the response that many women often receive from within the church. Many women, when they finally get the courage to speak up and seek guidance, as mentioned in our previous episode, frequently have the situation and blame turned back on them. What did we do to cause this? Are we not meek or submissive enough? Are we praying hard enough? Have we fasted? Is our faith not strong enough? Are we not adequately fulfilling our husband's needs? What have we done to provoke his anger? On and on these questions can go minimizing the behavior and personal responsibility of the one perpetuating the abuse, while causing us to blame ourselves and internalize what is going on even more than we already have been. 
This compounds the inner conflict and confusion we are already plagued with, and so the endless cycle within our own hearts and minds continues. On one hand, knowing in our spirit that this is not what God ever intended for us, or how he wants us treated, yet, on the other hand, talking ourselves right on out of that knowing, as we listen to the voices of invalidation and blame that are all around us. How can we ever break free, especially if we can't even come to terms with this one important question? Am I really being abused? You see, we must come to a place of knowing, a place of acceptance. I remember many times crying out to God, just pouring my heart out in agony. I recall saying things like, Lord, I've been doing everything I can. I've poured myself out for this man, and he continuously and pridefully tramples on it with no remorse. I've begged and I've pleaded with him and you. I've tried so hard to be the perfect wife and not anger him. This can't be love. This can't be what you want for me. It's crazy to me because I actually struggled with these doubts. To this day, I still have many of my prayer journals where I cried out to God almost daily in pain and inner turmoil. This was one of my last entries. It's been a while since I've journaled, Lord. I've prayed, though not as much as I should, and I'm not really sure why I've suddenly become so distant. Father, you never let me down. I know this. But did I make a huge mistake somehow? I looked out the window today, remembering how happy and full of hope I was. I thought I'd be living in this home and just living my dream. Looking at these trees and this beautiful scenery, I never imagined how this dream would turn into a nightmare. How much sadness and loneliness I would feel how much heartbreak I would endure, how many tears I would cry. I couldn't help but think that you were trying to spare me of this pain somehow. But at this point, I guess it doesn't matter because I missed the message. So now I'm here. Please guide me. Strengthen me. I'm so down, discouraged, and depressed. I'm lonely, confused, insecure, and scared. You name it. And the person who is supposed to be my best friend and my support is a smoldering volcano ready to explode on me at any moment if I say or do something that he doesn't approve of. So I've learned to be quiet and keep it all bottled in. But it just doesn't seem right or fair to live this way. I guess you never promised us fair, did you? Please, Hold me up, because I'm losing my fight and my will to live. I need you desperately. Does that sound like a woman who should have been confused? Yet, I was. I was torn between knowing, yet believing the lies that told me I somehow deserved this, needed to fix this, and was not actually dealing with what I really knew I was battling downright abuse. 
Journals upon journals of pain were documented. I couldn't even bring my pain to my husband, so my tears and my pain were mostly reserved for these pages. I keep them as a reminder of what I've survived. I also keep them as a reminder of what daily life was like. You see, on days when I've doubted, did I make the right choice? Were things as bad as I thought they were? When I've romanticized and idealized the good times, of which there were many, it's been good to be able to look back and see the pain on these pages. Yet, if I'm honest, I can even see that in those good memories that I hung on to, they were marred with some type of angry incident that needed to be smoothed over and coddled and then pushed from my consciousness and forgotten for the sake of keeping peace. Can you relate? Eventually, I did come to this place of knowing, where that knowing or the Holy Spirit's prompting became louder than those other voices telling me that this was my fault or my responsibility to fix. Another thing that I have to say helped get me to that point was the fact that I was raising a daughter in this environment. Did I really want her to see this and believe that this was a normal, healthy, and loving relationship? Did I want this to be her example of what love looked like? No, I didn't. Listen, I don't know where you are in your own journey, but I know this. You are not alone, and you are loved by God. I know sometimes it feels like you are alone, but believe me, others have been where you are. And you have not been forsaken by God. He is there. Maybe you're listening, and you aren't the woman in an abusive situation. Maybe you are the friend the confidant, the church leader, the neighbor. Maybe someone will seek you out for guidance or support. Perhaps they already have. If so, may I ask you a favor? Would you be kind, compassionate, and above all, prayerful? Do not lay blame or shame on her if she has been abused, even if it's possible that she's done some wrongs. You see, we all bring some imperfections and issues to the table in marriage, and none of us will ever be perfect. But you see, we absolutely cannot work on things with a person using abuse, intimidation, and control tactics rather than healthy conflict resolution. Really seek God before possibly inflicting further harm on a woman who, I promise you, is already living in her own private hell. Many of us often cite that God hates divorce, and of course he does, but he also hates abuse and oppression. Psalm 9-9 says that he is a stronghold for the oppressed in times of trouble. Psalm 11.5 says, The Lord tests the righteous, 
but his soul hates the wicked and the one who loves violence. How much more does he detest the one who perpetrates violence on the one he was commanded to love, the one who he vowed to love? I hope this has helped shed some light on the question of whether abuse is present. If you are being abused, please know that that is not God's will for your life. Persecution may be a part of the Christian walk, but it is not supposed to come at the hands of your helpmate and the man who vowed to cherish and love and protect you. You are worth so much more. Thank you for joining me on this journey toward healing and hope. Please check out the She is Clothed with Strength and Dignity Facebook page and blog. And also be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Join me next week when we will discuss the topic of whether or not he can change. Until next time, my sweet warriors, take care of yourself. You deserve it. You are precious.